When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Basset with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on M570 LA Sports. And we have a great show for you to get you ready for the weekend. I am really excited about tonight's show because your favorite, my favorite, is going to join us coming up in 15 minutes. That is Dodger cult hero joe kelly that's right joe kelly is going to join us he's got a great new book out that shows a lot of candid stories of him being at the white house with the dodgers he also had a meeting with commissioner rob manfred that we never knew about and we'll get joe's perspective on that the basis of the book is number one baseball don't take yourself too serious Show more personality. Let's get this game back where it used to be, full of personality, and that's what we all loved about the game. So we'll talk to Joe Kelly about Carlos Correa, the pouty face. He writes about that. We'll talk to him about the commissioner. We'll ask him about um, why he decided to write this book. So I'm really excited to hear from Joe Kelly. And in case you don't know where Joe Kelly is these days, he is still with the Chicago White Sox. He had injury issues last year, so he's uh, looking to come back in spring training. And I guess he had some downtime last year because he and Rob Bradford, one of his buddies from Boston, wrote this book together, and it's a really good read. You will enjoy it. It comes out on February 28th, so if you have a birthday or Father's Day coming up, look for Joe Kelly's book, which is going to be released on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, everywhere on February 28th. Also tonight, not only is Joe Kelly going to join us, but the manager for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic, Mark DeRosa, is going to join us. And a big reason why I wanted Mark on was because there's a lot of Dodgers on the Team USA this year for the World Baseball Classic. When I say a lot, I shouldn't say a lot. I would say key and very valuable Dodgers are playing for Team USA on the World Baseball Classic, beginning with Mookie Betts, Will Smith, and Clayton Kershaw. 
Kershaw is participating in his first World Baseball Classic, as is Will Smith. So we'll hear from Mark DeRosa about how he plans to handle those Dodgers with extreme caution and care. And don't forget, former Dodger Trey Turner is on Team USA with the World Baseball Classic. So there's a lot to talk to Mark about. He does a great job on MLB Network. So we'll talk to Mark DeRosa coming up at 7.30 after we get in with your favorite, Joe Kelly. So looking forward to that coming up at 7.15 with Joe Kelly and 7.30 with Mark DeRosa. All right. A few things to get to. I'm still upset about the writers voting in Scott Rowland into the Hall of Fame and uh, a lot of inconsistencies with the vote and how they evaluate players, but we're going to move on from that. I'm sure other people will ask me about it as the days go on, but uh, right now we're going to give you some Dodger news. Earlier this week, Miguel Rojas joined myself, John Hartung, and Jerry Hairston Jr., on Sportsnet LA, and I was a little surprised to see that Rojas had a cast, a wrap, on his right wrist still. So um, he had a second surgery on his right wrist. The first one came right after the regular season ended, and then I guess he needed another one recently, and here's what Miguel Rojas had to say about his second wrist surgery when John Hartung, the birthday boy, asked him about it. Yeah, it's been, it's been a different uh, off-season for me, uh, to be honest. Uh, I'm a guy that has been uh, relying on work my whole, my whole life, and it's been completely different. So I've been, I've been have to, I, I, I have to focus on, on the nutrition that I, that I, that I had in the off-season, what I put in my body, uh, the workouts that I can do while, while I was uh, uh, rehabbing my wrist because, uh, like you say, I had this uh, surgery because I was playing half-season half, half with, a, with a TFCC um, injury. So it's not easy to hit with an with a injury like that, but at the end of the day, I'm a competitor and I, I'm just going to go out there every single day knowing that, uh, that I, can, I can be the best player that I can be at that time and help the team win. But uh, I'm not going to put in as an excuse for my offensive production or anything like that. But uh, at the end of the day, I feel like with this repair, uh, the wrist repair and the, li- the little thing that they have to take off my thumb that I didn't know that it was there, I think I'm going to be uh, so much better. Um, looking forward in, in two weeks to start swinging the bat again and, and to be ready for, for the things that we have uh, in front of us. All right, so that was new Dodger infielder Miguel Rojas, who joined us on Sportsnet LA on Monday night, and he posted a photo uh, when he was doing his uh, show on John Boy with Chris Rose of where the scar was and where that incision was on the top of his right wrist. And then I saw a video where he was talking about, uh, well, I saw a video of him working out. The wrapping that we saw on Monday night is all gone. So uh, it is not there, and he is starting to work out, which is good news. From Monday to Friday, the wrapping has come off, and he said, as you heard him say right there, that in two weeks he was going to be able to start to swing a bat. Now, when Miguel Rojas joined us the night of the trade, he did say and warn you and me that don't expect him to be full go in spring training. And it's not about spring training. He's not trying to fight for a job like he was back in 2014. It's about getting ready for the regular season. 
So Miguel Rojas, a second wrist surgery, and the good news is the wrapping is off. He has posted video on John Boy or his social media of the wrapping being off and him doing agility drills. So that's encouraging. I was a little nervous when uh, Miguel Rojas told us that on Monday night that he had a second surgery. So good news. Since Monday night, the wrapping has come off and he's able to do some exercising. All right. Some other Dodger news as we go around the bases on this Friday night. In case you missed our conversation with Justin Turner on Monday, uh, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. But outside of that conversation, he met off on the side with myself and Jack Harris of uh, and Matthew Moreno of Dodger Blue, a handful of us there at the Justin Turner Day at the Dream Center on Sunday afternoon. And Jack Harris really tried to put the bait out there for Justin Turner to rip the Dodgers for not bringing him back. But Justin, not taking the bait, Jack Harris. I don't want anything to blow back or taint the last nine years that I had and everything that we've accomplished uh, in that time period. It's been uh, pretty remarkable uh, for Court and I and our foundation and my career and everything that's come along with it. So uh, I'm, I'd rather celebrate the nine years than, than talk about maybe what could have been or should have been or, or didn't happen. All right, Justin Turner, way too savvy to take the bait on that. And look, this is just a pause, in my opinion, uh, in the Dodger-Justin Turner relationship. This is the business of baseball. This is the way it works out. And a lot of times, a player doesn't spend his entire career with one team. In fact, in this day and age, it's very rare to see that. So he's 38 years old, and the Red Sox in need of a lot of talent, in case you don't know. They're struggling for some talent over there on their roster, and they pay Justin Turner virtually or essentially $22 million. And he was, this is Justin Turner's last payday. It's a two-year contract, but Justin can opt out after one year. So essentially, this contract can take him to year 40. And he has said that he wanted to play until he's 40. So that's what will happen. And now we see a lot of former players not have to wait as long as they had to in years past to have a coaching job or even a manager's job. I mean, Rocco Baldelli with the Minnesota Twins, I think he was done playing for five years and was hired as the manager of the Twins. So once Justin is done after playing until he's 40, I definitely see him coming back in some type of capacity with the Dodgers. Uh, He could broadcast, yes, no doubt, but I think he has his eyes on being a coach to start out with and learning and then maybe growing into a manager's role someday. So uh, Boston is just renting Justin Turner, and he's certainly not going to burn any bridges here in Los Angeles. There's just no need. That's the way things go. Is he sad that he's leaving L.A.? I'm sure he is. I mean, it was somewhat of a goodbye from him to the fans and from the fans to him uh, last Sunday at the Dream Center on Justin Turner Day. And I'm really happy it worked out that way because I think for him and for the fans that were out there, there was some closure. And like I said, you can hear our conversation from Justin Turner Day on the iHeartRadio app. Before we take a timeout and hear from Joe Kelly, 
we got to give some love to our guy, Fred Rogan, right? Fred Rogan yesterday made a big deal, and rightfully so. Our guy, Fred Rogan, had his last broadcast for NBC4 last night. It was the 520 Sportscast. The dean's office closed at NBC4. And look, we give Fred a hard time here, but Fred is a pioneer in a lot of ways. He has done a lot of things on local sports that nobody else has done, including making arrangements with players to interview them right after a World Series game or an NBA Finals game. When Shaq and Kobe were making their run in 2000, he made an agreement with Rick Fox to jump on the postgame show, the local postgame show with him. And he started all this back in 1988 when the Dodgers were making their run to the World Series championship. He made an agreement with Tommy Lasorda to meet him in the dugout moments after the final out, win or lose. So we all know what happened in game one of that World Series. And Fred Rogan, I would say 15 to 20 minutes after Kirk Gibson touched home plate in that epic game one of the World Series, he was in the dugout with the man that made the decision to allow Kirk Gibson to pinch hit in the bottom of the ninth inning against Dennis Eckersley, the great Hall of Fame manager Tommy Lasorda in full uniform in the dugout with Fred Rogan at Dodger Stadium. All right, now Fred Rogan is standing by at Dodger Stadium, and we want to go to him now for the latest reaction. Fred? All right, Bill, thanks very much. Live here with manager Tommy Lasorda. Heck of a way to win a ball game. I'll tell you, we've been doing it like that all year, Fred. I'll tell you, you could take uh, Glenn Larson, Aaron Spelling, and Irwin Allen and sat them at a table and say, write a script for the first game of the World Series. They couldn't have written it any better with two outs and nobody on. Davis draws a walk and Gibson three and two, and the rest is history. I'll tell you, one of the most dramatic home runs that has ever been hit for us. All right, now let me talk about some strategy that you employed here. You didn't send him out of the on-deck circle, did you? No, I didn't want him out on the on-deck circle. I did not want them to know that he was going to hit for me. I sent Anderson out. Hassey kept looking on the on-deck circle at Anderson. Eckersley kept looking at Anderson and figured if they could pitch around him that Anderson would not be that much tough to pitch to because of the side-wheeling right-hander. I did not. I told Gibson, I do not want you on the on-deck circle. And the minute he, in fact, when the count was 3-1, and one, I thought it was ball four. I said, go get him, Gibby. But then I saw the count was 3-1, and one, and I sat him back down again. I did not want them to know that he was going to get up there and hit. That was Fred Rogan with Tommy Lasorda on NBC4 moments after Kirk Gibson crossed home plate with Tommy Lasorda. Those were the kind of groundbreaking things Fred Rogan did over the course of his 43 years at NBC4. So congratulations on a great run, Fred, and we're happy to have you here at AM570 LA Sports. All right, we're going to take a timeout, and the main event, our jewel our, I don't want to call him that, our main event. Joe Kelly, the man, the legend, the author, will join us next right here on AM570 LA Sports. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. 
with meal deal packages to feed any size group. Everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is off-season Dodger talk. I'm your official home of the Los Angeles Dodgers. AM 570 LA Sports. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Dodger Talk. David Vassay with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on AM570 LA Sports. And this man needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one. He certainly became a cult hero and a fan favorite in his short time with the Dodgers. He's a world champion, two-time world champion. He's a man that you don't want to mess with on the streets of Riverside. And now... He's an author. That's right. Joe Kelly has a book coming out, a damn near perfect game written with the great Rob Bradford. And your guy and my guy, Joe Kelly, joins us now back on Dodger Talk. Joe, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. What an introduction. 
I, I mean, that's an electric bassay. Thank you for uh, hyping me up. Um, I would have liked if you would have said uh, author first before two-time World Series champion. <laughs> um, but, hey, it's uh, great to be back on Dodge Talk. It's been a while, my friend. Yes. Do you have, like, a pipe in the side of your mouth? Are you smoking a tobacco pipe right now since your Shakespearean debut as an author is on the horizon? No, it's more of me just staring at some contemporary <laughs> art pieces by drinking some Pinot Noir in my backyard right now. <laughs> That's great. Hey, are you uh, are you still in the major leagues? Do you still pitch? <laughs> I do still pitch. I do still pitch. I'm out in the south side now. Um, so it, it's one of those things I was debating of, hey, should I give up my last year on this contract or should I go full steam and and, and just you know spread the word of, of knowledge from here on out in my career through through writing well they'll be instead of baseballs over the fences at white Sox camp this spring there's going to be a bunch of books for you to sign and you know this is you know we've heard that you wanted to make baseball fun but now you've um you've written a book about it a damn near perfect game is the title what made joe kelly write a book and put into words everything you were feeling about the direction of the game? I mean, that's, that's a great question. And honestly, um, it was something that, you know, came, came across with, with obviously me and Rob Bradford. He, he mentioned something, um, you know, he's like, hey, man, you're so good on, on podcasts. You're so good at, you know, speaking your mind and, you know, whatever you say, whatever you say usually is, is pretty spot on. He's like, you know, when you're done playing, you need to write a book together. I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, when I'm done playing, like, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd love to write a book. Like, it, it's something that I, it, it intrigues me. You know, I went, you might think I'm retarded, but I'm not. I went to a UC school, which is, which is pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty high standard for, for education. Um, and so, you know, we pitched this idea, you know, a few years back. And then, obviously, uh, we had COVID. And then after COVID, we had um, the lockout, right? And so during that lockout, it was one of those things where, you know, I was tired of getting asked the same question over and over and over, you know, when are we going to play baseball again? Uh, you know, why are you guys being so greedy? Why can't you come to agreement? Like whenever you guys start playing again, I'm not going to watch. And, you know, that kind of, you know, pissed me off a little bit. And so, you know, take it a step further from that point, you know, someone, I sat down in my, my, my house one night and, um, you know, ultimately what led me to write the piece in, in the times, um, you know, I write, I wrote this, you know, letter to, to the fans, like, you know, trying to explain the best I can, you know, from my heart, um, because deep down aside, you know, it might not look like I love baseball, but I do. It's, it's, it's very, very close to my heart. So, you know, I wrote this, this little piece and, you know, the times put it out. Um, and then from there, things kind of started picking up, you know, it, it ended up doing pretty well. And, uh, you know, Rob came back and said, Hey, we sh we should write the book. And, you know, after that, after that came out, there's publishers going like, Hey, we were thinking about writing a book and, you know, publishers started kind of just lining up to, uh, kind of do interviews and see the process of maybe, Hey, maybe we should write a book now. Um, and I think there was just no better time, honestly, with, with the past, past few years with baseball. Um, like I said, lockouts, you know, all these rule changes coming in. Um, and you know, everyone has their own story about how they came to, you know, love the game of baseball and, and everyone's is different, but some, some are very similar. Um, but yeah, that, that's it in a nutshell. Kind of just, you know, like I said, after that piece came out in LA Times, uh, it kind of just steamrolled from there. I've read the book. It's a great book, an easy read, and you could feel the passion that you have and the care 
that you have for the game. And one chapter that I thought was really interesting that I never knew about was one of the chapters you have dedicated to the commissioner, and it's titled The Commissioner Speaks. We all know about him going to White Sox camp, but we never knew that you had your own personal one-on-one meeting with Rob Manfred last year, and you transcribed the conversation. Did you feel, A, that he was being genuine in that conversation, and did he know you were recording the conversation? Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where, you know, after the lockout, obviously Manfred and, and the players weren't on the same page the whole time, and, you know, there was a lot of uh, animosity, honestly, and, you know, what helped was with Rob obviously wanted to save grace with, 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 with the players, and, you know, it should be a mutual respect for each other, and so he started going around the camps, you know, talking to the leaders of the team, Um. And, you know, we had great conversations. And from there on, I had a cell phone number. And, you know, he's like, hey, I love what you said in our meetings, you know, about how we could change the game a little bit. Um, you know, I just sat there and said, hey, if you're going to if you're gonna change rules, you need to talk to the players first. And, you know, what, what kind of opened my eyes to, to, to Manfred, you know, going into the thing, I hate I, – I'm going to say I hate him. I, I very disliked him, obviously, through our past history with suspensions and stuff. Um, but – you know, we started texting back and forth and he's like, you know, I really appreciate what you said and, and all these things. Um, and like I said, it, it opened my eyes to him. He, he's ultimately a human being, you know, he's in a tough spot. He works for the owners and, and then he tries to like, you know, save grace to the players and he's kind of the odd man out obviously. And so, uh, you know, I just asked the question. I said, Hey, I'm writing a book, uh, Rob. And, uh, I said, Hey, would you mind if, if we said that, or if we sat down or via phone call, whatever it is. And, you know, we had a conversation and, and, and you, would you be willing to be part of my book? I didn't expect it to be a whole chapter, honestly. Um, I, but you know, the conversation that we had turned into to be a pretty good and deep conversation and, and ultimately it turned into, you know, in, in my book, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole chapter of me and him talking back and forth. Um, yeah. you know, ideas of, of rules and, you know, how can we get, you know, which, which, you know, people aren't going to like, um, I said, how can we get people to watch baseball again? Um, you know, and a big part of that was, you know, kind of limiting the blackouts. And obviously, you know, Spectrum is not going to like 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 what I wrote, but um, <laughs> I, I I think it's ultimately the, the biggest thing that stops you know the views coming in. You know, these regional local cable networks, you know, signing these big time deals and these contracts to you know televise the games and then black you out um, on the MLB app. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rob was great, and he was like he was he was uh, he was willing to be in the book, and he's willing to have a conversation recorded and. Uh, you know, that's probably, I mean, I know it's the first time he ever uh, pretty much had a, like a, a one-on-one deep conversation like that with a player, you know, and, and all it was is just a question. Like, I'd like, hey, if he says no, he says no, but I, I just wanted to ask him, and then he said yes. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Honestly, Joe, that is the most candid conversation I have heard between a player and the commissioner. Uh, we've heard about him having talks, but we never know the details. For you to have the transcription of it, I mean, it, it shows a different side to Rob Manfred and, frankly, the relationship he has with a player like yourself. Yeah, and I think that's what people need to see. I mean, because if you're a fan, um, you know, most fans don't like the commissioners. I mean, NBA fans like Silver. Goodell's not liked very much. Um, but as a player, you know, usually – you see other sports like talking to the commissioners and then you see uh, uh, Manfred and, and it was not that, that field, you know, as players, you didn't have that, you know, you kind of out of touch with, with what he's saying and what the players are saying. And, and uh, like I said, I think 
on a whole, it was, it was, it was authentic by him. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't add any words like what, what, what is in that chapter is exactly what was said. Um, and so I think it's going to shine light on, you know, he's just another guy with a title, you know what I mean? Um, and he's, he's doing the best, best of his ability because, you know, in a part of that chapter, it's talking about the rules and like, Hey man, like you need to talk to the players before the rules you change it. He's like, you know, that's why, honestly, I haven't implemented the rules because legally Manfred could do any rule he wants, right? He could put it in the game and say, F off players. This is what is what it is. And he could have done it three years ago, but like he was kind of, you know, starting in the minor leagues and, you know, started talking about it instead of just going, you know, implementing the rule. Um, I think that, 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 that shows the mutual respect he actually has for the game. And, you know, he's like, I would never put a rule in without, you know, getting an idea from the players. You know what I mean? And so, when people read that and people see what he says in, in, in that chapter, I think, you know, the average fan of baseball or even, you know, the diehard is going to, you know, have a little bit of change of heart for Rob. A damn near perfect game is the title of the book. It's coming out February 28th, and it's written by your favorite, Joe Kelly, and the pouty face is on the cover. And I got to be honest with you, Joe, the juicy part that Dodger fans want to know is that brush up with Carlos Correa, and you started the book with, and the first chapter is all about the pouty face and striking out Correa. I mean, you did not make us wait that long to read about it. No, I mean, if, if, if uh, you know, I've always hated the finale being at the end because, you know, you watch a movie and you know exactly what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for myself, I've always been the guy not to shy away from, you know, the honest answer or, you know, being myself or being candid. And I think, you know, that whole situation with me and Carlos, I think it was, I would think it was, you know, perfect to start off the book that way, you know, let people know like, Hey, this is, this is me. This is real. And I want you guys to understand, you know, what's really happened. And, and, and what's cool in the book is, you know, I go in depth of, of, you know, kind of behind the scenes, you know, ultimately to, you know, us in the bubble that year, you know, winning the world series. Um, you know, there's a part about where, you know, if the Astros would have won and, and we would have played in the world series. Yeah. Um, and MLB was kind of panicking and, and trying to figure out what to do. Were you really uh, in the book? Astros staying in the same hotel. Yeah, you wrote in the book that you would have waited for the Astros to come through the lobby of the Bubble Hotel. Would you really have done that? One hundred percent, I would have. My wife knows that she could vouch for me. You know, <laughs> uh, we had twins at the time, and she said, "Okay, you could do what you want to do." <laughs> and uh, you know, there's a part where you know MLB tried to go behind my back while I was practicing. You know, at the field, you know try to have a conversation with my wife saying, hey, if the Astros win, you need to tell your husband pretty much to, to simmer down and not do anything. And, you know, she basically flat out laughs at him and say, good luck, you know, I can't even do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So there's just these little ticky-tacky parts behind the scenes stuff that, you know, people don't know about. I think, you know, that they're going to end up loving. No doubt. It's great. And it's also, not only do you give the fans behind the scenes on the whole Correa incident and what would have happened if you played each other in the World Series, but also you gave fans a peek behind the curtain at the White House. And the Joe Kelly we're hearing right now, you did not change at the White House. You came strong to the vice president and the president when they were looking at, at your clothes. And you, uh, you promised your teammate, Walker Bueller, you would introduce yourself as two-time. <laughs> that is one of my favorite things all the time. And Walker, Walker is this favorite thing to tell people about, you know, when he has a story about Joe Kelly, he'll, he'll mention that. And it, it, it ultimately kind of started out as a dare, but not really, you know, Walker said I wouldn't do it, but yeah, you know, we had Madam vice president, you know, walk around, shake everyone's hands, introduce yourself, you introduce. And I said, Walker, 
you dare me to introduce myself as Joe, <laughs> two-time Kelly. You know, nice to meet you, but I've been invited to this White House more times than you have. And he's like, you won't do it. You won't do it. And I was like, all right. And so she comes around, and that's exactly what I said. And after she shook Bueller's hand after me, it was Bueller pretty much crouched over, dying. And, you know, she took it well, and she loved it. She laughed, and she, she responds. She goes, okay, two-time, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is great. Yeah, there's so many things. In it, and so I think, great. You know, people are going to love it. It's, it's, it, it was fun. And, it, you know, for myself, being me is, is, is what I like to do, and, you know, that's how I kind of wrote it. You know, like the best way to explain it is, you know, I love doing podcasts and, and, you know, I'm always true to myself there. So, you know, writing a book, I wasn't going to change. So I kind of wanted to make it an easy read where it'd be, you know, a podcast, but in, you know, a version of the book where, you know, you could pretty much read along and, 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 you know, read through five chapters in you know, a day or, you know, read the whole book in a day. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a fun experience and something that, you know, is different for me, but you know, I like new challenges and it was, it was a great experience. All right, so Joe Kelly, you mentioned the podcast. You love doing interviews. Uh, you know, when you write a book, then a lot of people put it on audio where people can listen to it in the car. Any chance Joe Kelly does an audio version of the book for everybody to listen to? So uh, there is going to be an audio version uh, from Audible. Um, yeah. And and so the, I did, I sent my voice in. I did, read a few pages. Um, they came back and ultimately said thanks, but no thanks. What? Uh, I want to hear yeah, Joe Kelly's it. voice. And uh, the excuse they made is good. It could be true. Um, you know, time's winding down. I don't really have much time. I told them um, besides a few days of recording, which they would probably need more, they said. Um, and with the book being, you know, coming out February 28th, um, they decided it would be best to go with a voice actor, you know, who that's all they do where they don't have other commitments. So I would have loved to do it. You know, I interviewed, I sent my voice in, so I did audition. <laughs> um, but unfortunately time is on our side. It comes out in a few weeks and, you know, we need to get the audio version, you know, ready. Same day. All right. Well, this will be the closest version of, uh, Joe Kelly's brand new book that's coming out February 28th, a damn near perfect game. This is the Cliff Notes audio version, and we could talk about it all night long, but I want everybody to buy it, um, so I'm not going to give away any more tips. And before I let you go, Joe, just the connection you had with Dodger fans to this day, I know you were beloved in St. Louis, Boston loved you, but there seems to be something different here in L.A., and you weren't even here that long. You said it right. I mean, you know, Boston fans... Obviously, you know, my time there, they loved it. Um, you know, I would kind of say that it's a different kind of, you know, passionate. Like, they see me as a, as a baseball player. And in L.A., where I was home um, and became, you know, I guess a fan favorite, I feel like it was more family-connected. You know what I mean? It came from more of, like, a, a love aspect or, like, hey, he's one of us type, type, type of guys. Yeah. And, um, it's crazy. I mean, I just literally yesterday – uh, or two days ago, I came back from, from, from Mexico. Me and my wife went before we're going to have our another kid. Um, we came back from Mexico, and, 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 and in Mexico, you know, Dodger fans, they're like, Joe Kelly? And I'm like, yep. And, you know, so the, the reach throughout, you know, obviously the West Coast, um, Mexico, um, being home in California, uh, it's, a, it's a different kind of love, and, and, and I think it's more of a friendship-type love as, as me being a major league baseball player. Um, you know, the fan base in St. Louis is great in, in Boston, but that's more of like, oh, he's a, he's a, he's a sports, you know, I like him because, you know, he's on the Red Sox. Uh, 
So it, it's definitely different. I think ultimately, you know, Dodgers have the best fan base and they, they appreciate, you know, being true to yourself. And, um, you know, that's a, a special bond that, you know, will be in my heart and in their hearts forever. You know, something that will happen until we, you know, obviously die. No doubt. That's why you'll be doing book signings in Los Angeles. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Joe, thanks a lot for coming on. I know Dodger fans are loving every second of this to hear your voice. And you can see Joe Kelly when you go see the Dodgers. The White Sox and Dodgers share the same facility out there at Camelback Ranch. And you can bring your copy of the book, A Damn Near Perfect Game. And maybe Joe will uh, sign it for you on the way to the backfields. And I miss you, Joe. You always made my life entertaining. Yeah, man. We used to have a great time talking trash in the clubhouse. Oh, yes. We can't we can't say what we say there, but uh, <laughs> yes, I do miss that. And yeah, if you have a book, I will. If you have a book, I'll most likely sign it way more than if you had a card. So February twenty eighth, it, it releases. You know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you can get books. Uh, you know, so if you bring a copy, I'm going to be signing it no matter what. There he is, the legend of Los Angeles. Chicago White Sox pitcher Joe Kelly. Thanks, Joe. Talk to you soon. All righty, DV. See you later. There he goes, Joe Kelly. That was awesome. And it was great to hear his voice. Great to share him with you because I know how much you guys love Joe Kelly. And you could read all about his exploits at the White House, against Correa, in the bubble. All of it is in there. It's a great book. A Damn Near Perfect Game comes out on February 28th. All right, we got to take a time out because joining us next is the World Baseball Classic Manager for Team USA. Mark DeRosa joins Dodger Talk next right here on AM570 LA Sports. Viva Joe Kelly! Dodger bullpen. Your off-season coverage of the blue rolls off. This is off-season Dodger talk. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks again to the legend and author Joe Kelly for joining us. Man, he gave us a lot of time, so I appreciate the fancy new author of a damn near perfect game, Joe Kelly, joining us. And trust me, you don't want to miss this book. I'm not going to sell books and pump books, but I got an advanced copy of this book, and it's a really good book, and it takes you behind the scenes on a lot of different levels with the Dodgers when he's in bullpens at Yankee Stadium pitching for the Red Sox. This is a really good book, and it comes out February 28th, a damn near perfect game. Joe Kelly, and he is still pitching. It's with the White Sox, but he will forever hold a special place in your heart with his time on the Dodgers. Speaking of the Dodgers, the current Dodgers, FanFest, they are going to be there on Saturday, February 4th, and you can get your tickets online at dodgers.com slash FanFest. You get the tickets just to enter, and then there's different experiences that you can purchase, selfies with players, autographs with players, a special meet and greet with players, Steve Garner. Harvey's hosting a lunch. Um, so there's a lot of things going on at FanFest this year, including us broadcasting from the main stage from noon to 3 that you will hear right here on AM570 LA Sports. So uh, go to Dodgers.com slash FanFest. And next week, we have three more Dodger Talk shows, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So Rich Hill uh, is another Dodger hero that is supposed to join us on Monday night. 
But right now, we are joined by a man that does a fantastic job on MLB Network, but he's hanging up the suit for a short period of time during spring training because he is going to be the manager for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic, and that is the one and only proud Italian-American Mark DeRosa. Dero, thanks a lot for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That might be one of the best lead-ins I've ever gotten. Hey, you deserve it. You deserve it. Every day doing it on MLB Network during the season. I'm curious. One of the biggest questions I had for you, d I know you played in the big leagues for a long time with a lot of great players and actually helped a lot of young guys turn into superstars and Hall of Famers. Do you feel like this experience with these current group of players is going to help you understand what makes them tick these days and maybe translate that to to being an analyst on MLB Network? Or do you feel like what you see on MLB Network is going to help you more in the manager's seat during the World Baseball Classic? No, no totally the first one. Yeah, you got to have boots on the ground <laughs> to have any idea. I do my best, right? On a nightly basis, I am watching the games on a nightly basis. I am texting some of the former players that are still, that I play with, that are still currently playing. There's a few of them left. But I try and build a relationship where I, if, if I'm going to talk about something, David, on the air the next morning, I want it validated by, by someone in the organization. So, no, I don't, I don't uh, claim to think that what I'm seeing from the couch is, is what I'm going to bring into the dugout. I think the biggest thing for me is um, this is a sprint, obviously a seven-game sprint. You know, if I was going to manage a team for 162, I might do things maybe a, a smidge different. I, I think ultimately the goal with the WBC is to create an experience for the players. If they're going to be away from – from their parent club for three weeks. I want to, I want to give them an experience that they're never going to forget, even kind of outside of the playing as well. Um, you'll never have a locker room like this. I know all-star games are, are, are phenomenal, but you're getting a chance to represent your country, wear, wear the USA jersey, and share a locker room with your countrymen and the greatest players of your, of your generation. So um, I think for me, the one of the things I've been doing currently is just calling each player um, once we have the roster completely finalized and starting to get to know them kind of personality-wise, preparation-wise, where they're at in their off-season workouts, what their expectations are for this, um, just kind of trying to build a relationship so when we do get to Arizona, it, it won't be like meeting for the first time. So you do have three very key players from the Dodgers on your team. Have you had any conversations yeah. with any one of those three yet? You know, it, it's funny. I spoke to Clayton probably the most throughout the process. Uh, just blown away that he decided to do it. Uh, just kind of getting a feel for where he is on March 11th, March March 12th, when, when he's gonna when he's gonna tow the slab and 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 you know run out to that mound with that USA jersey on. So funny talking to him because I haven't been around him much, but he's one of the greatest pitchers of of all time, and his concerns were, 
hey, on March 11th, March 12th, this is where I'm at. I don't want to tax the bullpen. I don't want to put you guys in a position. I was like, Clayton, tax all of us. We just <laughs> want you to be a part of this, a part of this with us. So he is right on schedule with, with, with where every other starting pitcher is at that point. I just think guys need to, you know, ramp it up, obviously, a little bit earlier in the offseason. But he's been phenomenal. And, and also, during the winter meetings, I got a chance to actually play golf and ride in the cart with Will Smith. And that's where you get to know somebody, I mean, better than, than obviously, any scenario I could have put together this offseason. So just to pick his brain get to know him on uh, on a personal level was was unbelievable. Hey, well one thing I'm sure you picked up if there's any golf in between games or practices, you want Will Smith on your team. He was on my team. He can absolutely <laughs> pound. It is amazing. You we all think like in our head we're playing a different game now. Me and Millar used to be able to hit the ball far <laughs> and then he steps up on the tee and rips it like 40 yards past us and it's like, man, kind of puts you back in your place but it was great to get a chance to talk to him kind of see how he prepares for the game what he values analytically what he's looking for on video kind of game planning against certain teams um because i am going to have to empower will and jt real muto and the catchers to kind of be my eyes obviously been out of the game for eight, nine years. So if, you know, they're catching pens and certain relievers stuff's coming out a little bit hotter than others. I want to know that. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm not, I'm aware it's spring training at the time we're, we're diving into what appears to be playoff games. That's the voice of Mark DeRosa. You see him during the season every weekday morning on MLB Network's MLB Central, one of my favorite sports shows. And also this year is going to be the manager for Team USA. You know, what you just said right there, Mark, is something that I'm curious from your standpoint. You know, you heard these stories about the two dream teams, uh, the original one that, that really took the world by storm in Barcelona, the Kobe-LeBron dream team as well, just everybody blown away by watching each other's preparation, competitiveness. Mm. How much do you think the World Baseball Classic and being part of Team USA is going to make guys like Will Smith better? Maybe Mookie Betts better just being around Ken Griffey Jr. and the other young pitchers being around Clayton Kershaw. How much do you think these guys are going to help make each other better? It should be immensely. It's funny you say that because I kind of every day – kind of if a bullet point comes in my brain, something I want to tell the team in, in that opening statement, opening meeting, um, I'll write it down. And one, and one of those things, it, I wrote it down two nights ago, like buy in and soak it in. Like you have a chance to be around the greatest players that this country can put together in one locker room. I mean, barring a few guys declining an invitation, we get it. But for the most part, you'd be a fool not to just pick the brains, and then kind of validate your own thoughts, right? That was big for me in 09. I hit in the same group with David Wright, and Derek Jeter, and Jimmy Rollins, and Dustin Pedroia, and I would say to you know, we constantly talk during batting practice. I'm like, all right, you know, my approach at the plate is very similar to, let's say, Jeter's. Like, it, it, it kind of validated kind of what I was doing and what I was thinking. 
Um, huge. It's funny you say that, too, because Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be joining us. It's kind of like that jack-of-all-trades. And that was the biggest message that he had for me and, and, and kind of I had for him is he goes, I just want to be in that. I, I want to be there. You know, This is a guy that's going to be a franchise pillar for the Royals for the foreseeable future. Kind of wants to see what how how it goes. Like Mike's been doing that forever. Mookie's carried multiple organizations. Nolan and Paul Goldschmidt. I mean, the list goes on. So, if you don't go back to your spring training parent club, a better player, more prepared for the season, ready to work on something maybe a little bit different, then then shame on you. Yeah, love it, love it, Mark DeRosa, Mookie Betts. I know you've been asked this a million times. I'm a little exhausted about the Mookie second base talk, but I have heard from a couple of people that you are considering playing him a little bit there during the World Baseball Classic. But come on, aren't you tired of the second base Mookie talk? He's a right fielder. He's one of the best. He would tell you he's a second baseman that got moved to right field. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that was in Boston. Listen, I'm going to honor I'm going to honor Mookie. I'm going to honor Mookie. If he wants to see a little bit of time at second base, and I'm, cer- I'm, so listen, I'm certainly going to get him some innings at second base. Might not be an elimination game with our lives on the line, but he's, cer- he's certainly <laughs> going to play some second base throughout the course of, of, of this. Um, he's dead set on, on it being a priority for him. Um, so I'm, I, And Dino Ebel... To a man, it's the question I asked Dino. I talked to Trey Turner about two weeks ago to kind of pick his brain on some things, and I was like, hey, just real quick, uh, have you turned double play with Mookie Betts? And he's like, he can handle it. Dero, during the season last year, Mookie's first start at second base for the Dodgers last year, he did a no-look flip to Trey Turner to turn a double play his first game at second base. He could pretty much do whatever he wants on a baseball field, but the problem is, Dave, is you got to justify that to the other 29 guys. So yeah. that's my thing. It's like I know Mookie could get it done. It's just I also want a second base, a true second baseman on the roster that can, you know, as proven in big spots, can turn a double play. Before I let you go, Mark, I mean, I tell you this a lot, and I don't want to tell you too much, but I do love watching you guys on MLB Central, you, Lauren, and Ro Flo. You know the game. You have a great understanding of how to make us understand it. Is this kind of a trial for you as well to see if you really want to maybe entertain offers moving forward if teams want to interview you for a manager's job? I'm always I'm always leave my you know options open, but I it's funny you say that because it was the first question in the interview process from Tony Regan's. My answer was no, this is a standalone opportunity that I am so honored and humbled to, to have gotten. Um, I really wanted an opportunity when they called to interview and know 100% that I wanted it. I think, I think I've kind of tiptoed into some managerial meetings in the past, not knowing if, a, if it was the right situation for me at the right time. B, was my family totally on board? My biggest, my biggest fear right now holding me back is, it sounds, it sounds corny, but my parents were always there. Everything I ever did, sports-related, academics-related, they were a part of 
And my kids are in that in that pocket right now. And if you manage, I, I, I it's a it's a three sixty five siege that you don't take your eye off that. And I'm well aware of it. More so than probably a player, you're you're gone. And my thirteen year old son is in the in the height of travel baseball. My daughter's a freshman at Auburn, and I I like being a part of their lives right now. You're so good on MLB Network, so I think you found your sweet spot there as well. Well, I, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy getting a chance to love on the players for three hours, have a little fun. We've built a nice chemistry with the group. Lauren's the absolute best. Roflo kills it every day. It, it, it takes time, right? It, it, that show has kind of been on the air, and for seven, eight years now, and it's kind of caught fire here in the last two, three years. It, it takes time to build that relationship and, and the underbelly of, 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 the, of the show itself, but we got a nice little team working. You sure do, and you got a nice team working for you for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. The first game, exhibition-wise, is going to be March 8th against the San Francisco Giants in Arizona, so for all the Dodger fans that make the pilgrimage out there to Camelback Ranch, you will have a chance to see Team USA in the early rounds and exhibition play during the Dodgers spring training time in, uh, in Glendale, Arizona, so we look forward to seeing you out there, Mark. Congratulations on getting this opportunity, and I know the players got a good one to get them through this experience. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. All right, a great show. Sorry we couldn't get to any of your phone calls, but Joe Kelly and Mark DeRosa, I mean, come on. What a great show tonight, and you can podcast both of those interviews on the iHeartRadio app. Thanks to Ronnie Fascio for his help. Thanks to you for listening. We'll be back on Monday night. Have a great weekend. See ya. When it's game on, it's time for Shakey's Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor. With meal deal packages to feed any size group, everyone loves Shakey's classic thin crust pizza, golden fried chicken, and crispy mojo potatoes. Get it to go at Shakey's.com or watch the game at your local Shakey's with an ice cold pitcher of beer, piping hot pizza, and a mountain of mojos. Share the good times at Shakey's today. Medi-Cal renewals are happening now. All members' eligibility is reviewed once annually, and everyone's renewal date is different. You can check your renewal month in your online BenefitsCal.com account. If your current address, email, or phone number have changed, please update your information with your local county office. If you get a renewal form in the mail in a yellow envelope, you must complete it to keep your Medi-Cal. If you don't, you will lose your coverage. Visit LACare.org for more information. That's LACare.org. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.